0: We hear the term unit studies in homeschooling circles, but what are they and why are they so popular? Today's guest veteran homeschooling mom, J. Dahlia Dunn, is here to tell us how and why to create unit studies.
1: Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Mladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, Best-selling author and an instructor at Homeschool Connections.
0: Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today it's my pleasure to welcome J. Dahlia Dunn to the show to talk about how and why to create unit studies. Jay Dahlia Dunn is a native New Yorker born to parents from the West Indies. She was raised in New Jersey, but now resides in Pennsylvania with her husband and four homeschooled children. She attended a Catholic university and majored in international relations because of her love and interest in the historical, political, and cultural interactions between nations and countries. Prior to becoming a full-time wife and mother, Jay worked for a British bank in New York City. While homeschooling both at home and at their local cooperative is a main enjoyment of her daily life, she also enjoys horticulture, English and Spanish language literature, the fine arts, travel, studying languages, and maintaining language exchange partnerships and friendships abroad. Assisting at the traditional mass with her family is the anchor of her week that makes all the rest possible. Man, do I relate to that. And we have Jay's uh, email address in the show notes, too, so you can all follow up with this lovely person. Hello and welcome to the program, Jay. Oh,
1: hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, yeah. It's good Good to see you. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Um, Yeah. I'm so excited about this because this is something in the Mm -hmm. several years that I was homeschooling my only child. I was, gosh like uh, trying to cl- cl- climb a greased slide at times, mm-hmm. trying to make her experience rich until we discovered other families and all these ways of mm-hmm. learning together in a, in multi-layered ways and you know, mm-hmm. just all the really creative stuff other moms were doing. And so mm-hmm. I'm just excited to have you tell us a little bit about what a unit study is for those who are just mm-hmm. starting out and why it's so valuable in teaching our kids. Yes,
1: um, I, I think the best way of thinking about unit studies is a multidisciplinary approach um, instead of you know normally we have it in our heads you know we put science in its in its box We put math in its box spelling in its box you know everything in it's you know in its yeah. box and it's a way of um, weaving it all together as organically as possible so um, they kind of plan each other and um, support each other and I think it actually enriches each of the subjects in a way. Um, for example, I know for me, um, you know, I you know went to tr- conventional, traditional schools like m- most people in in the states, and um, geography was separate from history, and everything was separate from each other. And so, sometimes, not until like was older, became older, did I start to. Um, um, make certain connections like oh wait you know oh this was over here happening or you know if I could have seen that on a map or um you know languages also you know um uh I, I think they really help each other um the interdisciplinary approach um and also I find you, you know for my kids it's, a little bit more fun and a little less, um, I don't know, um, monotonous, (laughs) you know, when I I started down the homeschool journey, I had it in my head. I just want to do the trivia because that looks so romantic. And I wish I was, you know, educated in that way. There's nothing wrong with the classical approach or trivia or any of all the different, um, manners of homeschooling, like Charlotte Mason, um, which is more of a literature-based approach, which is easy to, um, incorporate that in your studies as well. There's Wald, Waldorf, there's unschooling, there's all different um, approaches. Um, so none is really wrong. It's just what works for the child and for the parent, you know, cause you don't want to be um, unmotivated to, because the child can feed off of that. Cause if you're not excited about something, there, it's hard for them to be excited about something, you know?
0: That's such a good so, point.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It, it makes it more fun for you. You're, oh, you're yes. connecting the dots. You have yes. more range more to explore.
1: Yeah. More varied. I mean, I can give an example of because I, I do a kind of unit studies studies approach in our local co-op also, not just at home. So I can give because m- maybe just talking it in broad terms would be hard for the audience to know what exactly am I talking about. So um let's say, okay. Uh, this past uh, week, um, we learned about Spain in our local co-op. Okay, so I wonder if I have something here. I think yeah, about. feel so free I to show a us laugh stuff. book, Yeah, Yes. Ooh. So I put together a laugh book. Okay, this is a laugh book because some people don't. Only I think home, some. Home and for those of you
0: listening is- on the podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel to see these. These are really cool visuals. But go right ahead, Jay.
1: Mm-hmm. So the lap book has. It's just a nice visual of putting everything in one spot. Something that they can uh, reference later on. So you know, sometimes when you learn a subject in school, it's in and out. It's in and out, and you're onto something else. And there's nothing. um, There's nothing physical other than if you were to take notes, um, uh, that's left over that you can go back to. Okay, so a love book. May have like this one will have like different um, little booklets in it. So this one, you can open it up and you see. Oh, this is not. This one is not completed. This is for a child to complete. They can color it in the flag of Spain. Okay. Nice. This one has. We could do like oh the population and compare it to the U.S. Okay. Like a little Ooh. graphing chart. So there's a little math in there. You have a graphing right. Yeah. Um. You have your little geography. So in this in this little booklet here. Yeah, you open up this little app book and who doesn't like little pop-ups, you know, like when you're a child, you <laughs> like those little pop-up books. So it's kind of like that, you know? Yeah. So, oh, where is Spain? Color it in, in, in Europe or on the world, you know, yeah, climate, what's nice. the climate? You got a little science involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, currency. And, you know, my, one of my sons likes to, you can like write what it, you know, it'll be euros <laughs> this is not mm-hmm. filled in. Um, one of my sons likes to collect coins, you know, from around the world, and even old coins nice. and two dollar bills and things like that. So um, that's, you know, that's awesome. That connects them also yeah. learning about different countries or what is currency. And it's funny that started that started for him when I wanted to. I was a little worried in the beginning because he wasn't as with math as his older sister was but you know children are different you know mm-hmm. and what do you know the thing that really sparked his interest in math was money so, <laughs> so you know, right? whatever gets you there whatever <laughs> and then from just counting money like now it, the the four operations became like nothing to him like he just thought of everything as currency you know wow and um, yeah, like even time zones here. You know, we fill in this booklet with time zones, compare it to oh, if it's 12 o'clock in the U where you live in Eastern Standard Time, what time is it in Madrid? Madrid's the capital. They're my capitals, customs of the country, um, you know, like bullfighting, food. Oh, one of the things I do like to do is do a recipe from a country. So nice. with my class, I brought in um some um Spanish ham jamón Serrano and Manchego cheese. Um, <laughs> um and then I had a helper bring in olives. Multidisciplinary, um, using the different senses. Yeah. Not everything is just um just read something, write down some notes. That sometimes can be a little dry. Um, works better like when they're older, when they're younger grab their attention i'll put a video you know preview your videos though first when you get them off of youtube <laughs> um a flamenco dancing mm. right nice. so they'll listen to they listen to the guitar they'll see the 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 dancer um art you can weave an art in it. there's so many things just from one topic there's different things art so we learned about salvador dali who was a spanish surrealist And he, um, he's known for like, uh, the dreamlike paintings. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I showed him some examples, find examples. They find like age appropriate to whatever the age you're doing. So he, some of his famous, um, iconic, um, drawings would be elephants with very long skinny legs. I don't (laughs) know why. Maybe it was a nightmare he had, you know, he's a surrealist (laughs) painting, painter, so I had them. I found a tutorial geared towards children of, oh, we're going to draw Dolly's elephants. So then the children try to draw elephants like Dolly, and it, it, it comes out it comes out great too. And then they can watercolor it afterwards, and all of those things just from start with one topic. Spain. So you got mm-hmm. the music, you've got the art. You've got some math, you've got some science, right? They can learn the animals, they can learn about bulls, you know, that's like they're simple. You have the geography. So that's basically what unit studies is. Um, It's drawing all those um, different disciplines. Yeah. Um, And so they're not so separated. And oh, they could do copy work, penmanship. it could be a Spanish song. It could be a poem from a, a Spanish poet. Um, you could do this with America, too. This is very easy. The America, like a poet, you know, like copy a poem. Copy a prayer. Pick a um, a saint from the country, okay? Mm-hmm. We could do St. Teresa of Avila, right? We could do St. John of the Cross. We mm-hmm. could learn about the, uh, you know, Santiago de Compostela, right? The pilgrimage, Yeah. you know? So you could weave in your faith. Nice. Awesome. So that's what unit studies is. And I, for me, it makes it makes it uh, um, more interesting for me and the child. And that could take from, I mean, that you could spread it over a whole month, right? I mean, you can do all this one day. But it's interesting, you yeah. know? I find it interesting. And we've done this with Spain. We've done, I've done it with China. It doesn't even have to be, it doesn't have to start off with a country. Um, it could be a topic... Uh, but a year ago, Disney came out with a movie called Encanto. Uh, and my very youngest liked the movie, but he doesn't like to do like sit down, like traditional schoolwork as much as my older kids do. But he didn't mind like doing copywork from one of the songs, learning about Colombia, the Amazon rainforest, the animals. You know, so we just draw- wow. he had no idea he was doing school. He's like, no, I want to do in Kanto. <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll do in conto. We'll do school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Clever mommy. And what's really what's really captivating me is that all our children are right unique and unrepeatable. Mm-hmm. And like your son, being able to open up to concepts through something that attracted his heart, this interest in currencies and how they work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. We're, we're offering access points on a lot of different kinds of levels for our students to attach to the topic. Mm-hmm. And then, what other things, because they've had uh, an experience in a lot of different ways and through different senses and experiences, mm-hmm. How much more will then be attached to their memory around that topic because yes. there was a strong access point that yes. worked for them? So that that mm-hmm. really excites me because I feel like the topic becomes sticky.
1: Mm-hmm. This is true. This is yeah. true. It sticks in their memory. It really does.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So what you're saying then is you can identify almost any topic for a unit study. How would you oh, yes. kind of recommend mm-hmm. we? begin like what kinds of topics should it be just things that our kids are interested in or things that places we want to lead them how do you begin to identify either
1: topics? one either one so um i don't know you could pick anything i have some examples of stuff um so if i picked like um if you want them to learn about saint francis you can go into um that could branch off into learning about uh Italy um do you, that could branch off into doing copy work of um the canticle of saint francis right um that could br- branch off into so many different areas i mean animals right so um um learning about the different early orders of the church you know Nice. Um, so if you really want to weave in the saints, the saints are very, so we're kind of blessed in that way, um, in Catholicism because, um, we're enriched with the senses, um uh, in our faith when it comes to art. I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, there's a no lacking for art, um, saints from all over the world. So you can get it it's not just Europe, South America, you can go with, um, uh, um, um, of course, uh, his name is escaping me right now. I'm thinking of a saint from Peru. Um, oh, Martin uh, de Porres? Yes, thank you. I <laughs> <You> love him. <laughs> <laughs> Martin de Porres. You, you know, we have uh, uh, St. Paquita in um, Sudan, in Africa. We have saints, you know, all over in Asia, everywhere, America. Um, so it's so easy to read them into our unit studies, you know, mm. even they're all from different centuries. So you can do history. What is going on during that time? You know, Oh, uh, when we're doing American history, you know, um, you know, let's say it's a certain, I don't know, you could pick a, during the time of Ellis Island or immigration or the civil war or the revolutionary war or saints from that time you know, usually everything is just, as like I said, you initially in their own boxes, so you don't make those connections. And sometimes you're like, oh, wow, that person actually was living during that time. You don't realize that, it was, that this person was a contemporary of that person because they're, okay, this is religion and this is history and the two shall not meet, you know? But no, 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 <laughs> you know, it, you put them together, you know, um,
0: Yeah. It makes so much sense too, Mm -hmm. because once you just touch into a person and you ask, Mm-hmm. As you said, what were the times like mm-hmm. that formed this person? Exactly. What would art, music, food, the landscape, what was the population? Exactly. Now you're out into numbers and all those things. That, mm-hmm. what, how would he have been educated? What exactly. you know? What kinds of famous quotes do we remember from him? And mm-hmm. so on and so forth. What are the practices of the church around this saint? Like It really does become incredibly rich. Yes. Um, we're mm-hmm. going to do a lot more on this topic, everybody. Don't go away. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we'll be right back with Jay Dahlia Dunn and looking at how and why to put together unit studies. Stay with us.
1: Hi, I'm Walter Crawford.
0: And I'm Maureen Whitman.
1: We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast.
0: Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively.
1: We want to thank you for listening. And we invite
0: you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections
1: And now, back to our program.
0: All right, we're back with Jay Dahlia Dunn, and we're talking about how and why to create unit studies. And this is so much fun, Jay. Um, Really just kind of sparks your imagination, gives you so much Mm -hmm. freedom. So would you take us through some steps of just putting Mm -hmm. one together right from scratch?
1: Right. Um, We can think of... if it's hard to, th- okay, it's very overwhelming, like, oh, am going to so many different avenues, so many different ways, but a way to simplify it and also kind of a brainstorming, so just think of like different categories. just think of the subjects, right? So we can have art, math, science, literature, um, music, food. Now, all of those do not have to be covered. It's just a way of brainstorming, all right? And then just think of a topic. It could be something that your child is very interested in. Um, maybe a, a historical figure, a country, um what whatever it is. Or something that. You know what occurs to me that. Mm-hmm, sure. Jay, is
0: that our in our area here on Long Island, there's a rich history of whaling. Like okay. you could build out from that there Art, oh, yes. The stories, the songs, the places, the techniques, yes. the, the literature, Moby Dick, you know, yes. for older kids or whatever that yes. might be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like your imagination starts to run wild. Like, what would be meaningful mm-hmm. to this child? You know, the kid yes. might love spiders or, or dogs yes. and wow. You could connect that out a million different ways, different breeds, and where they originated, or whatever oh, it might yes. be. Yeah. So I love this that you've got categories for brainstorming and just going mm-hmm. deep to get your ideas out. That's exactly. so helpful.
1: Exactly. So, uh, for uh, for for example, with whaling or the sea in general or uh, sea animals, um, you can um, find. Depending on how old they are, Um, books that have to do with that in the library, right, with whales in general. Do a trip to the aquarium, you know. Um, uh, Art. There's tons of art out there by uh, prolific, uh, especially American painters, that have to do with the sea. Um, You can bring that in and have them study it and um just art appreciation. Um, we can find um, poems that um, reference marine life and they can that could be their copy work maybe that's more inspiring because they're already interested in um, marine life you know so yeah. those those are like some different ways that we can do unit studies around whaling or the sea or um incorporate Long Island. I mean, that's that area is very rich mm-hmm. with um history, um, even during the revolutionary period, bring that in, um boats, all, all sorts of things. Yeah, and you just like map it out and 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 maybe focus on one thing a day you know yeah, yeah and it occurs
0: great. to me too that some families will do a trip to old williamsburg in the summertime mm-hmm. or to gettysburg mm-hmm. or some place that they've been studying so they can mm-hmm. physicalize it for their kids around here we have a whaling museum we actually mm-hmm. there you know there are tall ships sometimes that are in mm-hmm. new york and the seaports mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. we can kind of look around us for what are the rich opportunities I like that idea a lot. I know you love travel in foreign countries. Um, Just curious, uh, Mm -hmm. have you ever taken your family to a foreign country that you're studying or studied a foreign country because you're going somewhere or even a place in the U.S.?
1: Um, The last time I took my family, uh, when my oldest was very uh, young, we went to Spain, uh, went to Gibraltar. Wow. And um a day trip to Morocco because it's very close to Gibraltar. Nice. Um yeah, I I did do a study abroad in Spain. So I was very familiar with that country. But I I I would study any any place, any country. Um yeah. and uh yeah, and, and I could weave that into like a unit of studies for my kids if they're interested. I know my youngest for a while was really fascinated with France because we read um uh, Madeline, and you know the the of Madeline, right? We reading loved that. those books. <laughs> Are you kidding? I was like, okay, I could do a whole study. You're a study on France because he loved the book Madeline. So we read the book Madeline. Great story. And he, we did copy work from the book. There's rhyming in that book, which is very great, especially. Yeah. He was five at the time, Aww. you know, so he did copy work for that. And Madeline in the story, in the original Madeline story, you know, she did have like appendicitis or something like that. So we went into um, learning about that, that was <laughs> science. Then he learned about different major organs of the body. Um, Learned about the landmarks of Paris. All right. And <sighs> to this day he's like, Oh, you promised me a trip to the Eiffel tower. You <laughs> like, oh, know. <laughs> Um bought macarons, the cookies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we, we did a lot around that just because it was very sparked by that book. Um so good. Mm-hmm. What fun. Yeah, learned some yeah. French phrases. My daughter studies French more, but learned some French phrases, how to count and things like that. So oh, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's so playful. It's very intentional Mm -hmm, and it requires that you work and think and get everything Mm -hmm. lined up, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a playful quality to it. Mm -hmm. We always want our kids to to love learning. Mm -hmm. Um, So once you've gotten your ideas brainstormed out, you said you go to the library, you start pulling books. What Mm -hmm. else do you do to build it out?
1: Um, I look online for, I like crafts. So I try to find like simple crafts, that the children can do right for their age group for example when we're learning about Australia we uh, made boomerangs from um car- like cardboard right and um I uh I was able to buy um this printed paper there's certain um it's called dot art that is like Aboriginal you would know it if you saw it it's like the kind of decorator scheme de- decorative. Scheme. Decorative scheme um, or pattern that's associated with the Aboriginal people oh, there.
0: Nice. Right?
1: And um, so we decorate their boomerangs with with that that paper. Um, we also did our own kind of dot art using Q-tips and paint. And mm. so they would mimic it. We we've also used that um, that um, that that trick with the q-tips and paint when we're um studying pointillism oh. French artists like serrat right nice. let's like paint our own pointillism and you know we do that too i do like to do the artists we did that a lot when my we made what was really into art when she was younger so the unit was focused more now it's more in countries because of my son's interest when she was younger she was really into art and so we do that like jackson pollock He's the, the, he would splash paint. He was like more of a mm. modern artist. Yeah, so I can see Don't, do this, really in, like him don't do this in your house. <laughs> Go outside with like the big, you know, you know, that blue tarp that you use when you want to paint inside your house. Put that down in the, the grass. Have them put their, their paper on that and have them like flick paint. It actually comes out modern art's kind of easy to mimic it came out kind of nice once you frame anything it looks fancy wow. so then we framed her <laughs> <laughs> we framed her like jackson Pollock imitation oh, and wow. um he would name his things like lavender number five da-da-da. so we we did we did like we did like a play on that he like, gets it
0: right <laughs> he knows the art world he's so ready for the world <laughs>
1: So we do things like that, like playable things like that, you know? And um even with that, like what he was from the what, the 50s. So you could do a whole Americana 1950s type of unit studies with that, even also
0: Wow, but that's yeah, like really the Australia one.
1: thing. We did the dot art. That was that was a lot of fun. Um and I replicated that um with my co-op. Sometimes I do it with my kids first and then I go to co-op and then do it like you know, yeah, they're you like the tiny pigs.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Here, let me experiment
1: on you. <laughs> yes, let's see how long this will take or this book if I read it. So, um, oh yes, I do have a didgeridoo. Am I might even saying that correctly? I always struggle with the pronunciation of that. It's that instrument, the Aboriginal instrument. Um, oh, that, Is that makes that kind it of a the sound. A it's a deep thing. throaty sound. Ooh. Um, and so it's like a simple wood instrument, but it's very hard to blow into. So I I brought that in to my classroom to see. Um, I bought it for my son who's really interested in that and trying to blow into that. And um, but I had them listen to the music how it it's really supposed to sound. Like I bring the computer in, have them listen to that. Um, yeah, they'll learn about. Uluru, which is Mount um, Ears Rock, um, which is the the English translation of it. Um, Ears Rock, which is on the outback of Australia. The coral reef. Oh, that's a whole other science thing you could do. Yeah. Whole other science thing. Great white sharks. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. Nice. There's a lot you can do with just one topic just to weave it in if they're interested in something. Like, oh, I don't like science or I don't like this find a topic that they're interested in and you weave it in you weave it in wonderful you know it's kind of like you know um they don't want to take their medicine and so you put sugar with it <laughs> a little bit like that <laughs> or like go. something sweet you know you hide it in something like they like to eat yeah so.
0: i also think you know and maybe you can tell me if this has happened in your home or in your co-op mm-hmm. Maybe the kids get to a point where they've done some unit studies and we bring them in in the brainstorming phase so that we're teaching them to think, how does everything connect? Have you ever seen
1: the kids want to jump in and go, well, what about this, mom? Yeah, they'll come up with something like, oh, um, could we do this or that? Or, oh, oh, this reminds me of, yeah, definitely. I'm like, oh, sure. We We can incorporate that or do that, you know. Yeah. yeah,
0: teaching yeah. them to think so creatively. Yes. So, so we're hearing yes. kind of the fun, the connectivity, even mm-hmm. some of the fruits in terms of their memory and their engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some typical challenges with unit studies? Where, where can we expect to maybe encounter
1: some struggles? Um, like you said, it's very intentional. So, it's not, okay, Here's an open and go curriculum. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is, I'm sure, you know, know, life happens, you know, we get busy, we have other um, obligations sometimes, you know, someone has a confirmation, someone has a wedding, you know, so sometimes we do have to, you know, don't beat up yourself about it. We don't, we can't be, we, we can't just create something from scratch all of the time. It is time consuming. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Yes. Um, so it is intentional, something would prepare ahead of time. Um, me, if it's something I really like, it doesn't seem like work and I'm like, ah, da, da, and, like, I, it's just, just <laughs> what I like to do, you know, but mm-hmm. I can see it being, um, the prepare the preparation being time consuming, especially like for my co-op and I'm doing it for several children and not just like my, small little you know failure whatever it it is it is the prep can be time consuming because you don't have forever you have like more of a finite you know like an hour or whatever um, Mm -hmm. to do it so um that that is the number one challenge
0: yeah so mm-hmm. so thinking it through in this intentional space mm-hmm. of are is this for my family to spend a month in or am I creating a one hour unit study for our mm-hmm. co-op you know like that's a mm-hmm. really different thinking mm-hmm. process but yes, as you mm-hmm. said, it's topic brainstorming, mm-hmm. selecting mm-hmm. the preparation and then mm-hmm. stepping in. With intention. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the rewards that you've seen in your home, in your co-op? What What are the kids feeding back to you? or parents reporting about responses? Oh, yeah. 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 They're like,
1: oh, um, I want to take it again, this this class again, next semester, you know, with different uh, countries or different you know, topics. Uh, definitely. Um, you definitely have like funny moments and it does it's it it does stick with them like even if they okay they'll always ask oh what are we going to eat what are we going to try today because tasting something they like that of oh, a different yeah. culture or a different thing you know and sometimes it's not always something that you like but that's okay because that is part of the education now you can always say you've tried veggie mites and no i don't like it either but I, I can always say that I know what a veggie might taste like. We mm-hmm. <laughs> laugh about it, like, Ugh, you know, like, you know, like. <laughs> I almost feel like French you could, pastry.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'd rather have that too. Um, you could also have a discussion of, okay, you're at your English friend's home and they serve you Vegemite. You know, how do you get through right. that politely and be thankful for, you know what right. I mean? Like, I feel like exactly. you could have so many conversations yes. around someone going, gross.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. So much it's fun. Yeah. yeah. When that, they create something like a craft, they have that. They have mm. that with them, you know? Like, for example, like I was showing them we're covering last year, um, Russia and Ukraine. I have like these, uh, these um,
0: the nesting dolls. Nesting dolls, they're beautiful. Well, these actually
1: at um at a Catholic um like Polish fair, Our Lady of Częstochowa, which is not far. Where, where am. Oh yeah, it was
0: a beautiful have, like, shrine there. Doll-
1: yes, yes. Uh-huh. And so they have all these wonderful, beautiful, handmade um like Eastern European um crafts, right? And they went nice. so well with this book that I got in about uh oh. one of the little um, nesting dolls that got lost. And, oh. But she finally found the um, way back with her family, you know.
0: <laughs> and that's <laughs> and this, the littlest they, matryoshka? Is that what yes,
1: it is? Yes, yes. It's such oh, a cute... I, I was borrowing in the, the library for years. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, let me just buy it. Because I just kept uh-huh. borrowing it from the library for each, like, uh, each child that I had that would come up, you know. Yeah. And I ended up buying it. And then I shared it eventually with Co-op last year. And mm-hmm. so we did that. And then my co-teacher, she had an idea of, like, getting blank ones. And so they get <gasps> to, like, um, decorate their own. This is done by my oh. by then, like, four or five-year-olds. So when they're older, they can make them look more <laughs> yeah. artistic. Do you remember where she got those? Okay. I think Amazon. They had, okay. like, blank, blank. Um, blank wooden ones
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow nice I mean, that's something craft. you just keep mm-hmm. with you
1: yeah awesome yep. craft you know and i had a lap book for that country too and i did a little lap book uh, they you know they could fill it out just like they did for spain and they mm-hmm. learned also about the you know the the eastern um architecture you know mm-hmm. eastern architecture um of the you know the Eastern Churches have different architecture and things like that. So
0: Yeah, and um, for those of you not watching the lap book is just a plain inexpensive manila mm-hmm. folder. Yes. That has mm-hmm. sort of cutouts, maybe, you know
1: little booklets, little yes! Some of them are different, like accordion um uh foldouts or, or they make them each booklet is a little bit different how it opens just for the interest, just for you know variety kind of like a pop-up book you yeah. know mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it looks like it's takes a lot of thought to go into it to create it but you're not filling in the answers for them they're doing that yes. part of it and personalizing yeah. so they're it. doing
1: the yes yeah, so they're writing it out they're researching they're coloring it in and all of that tactile motion they're remembering it you know my littlest ones can tell you like the capital and information about bunch of countries. I didn't know, like, and I was interested in different countries and things. I didn't even know when I was younger, because when you use, oh, instead of just sitting there and reading, which you can read to them too, obviously, but they're getting the information in different ways. And, you know,
0: yeah and i feel like when they're young too the acquisition of knowledge and openness to other cultures and people Mm -hmm. and frameworks is so much more so much easier for them they're not all, they're not done baking as my mother-in-law yeah, loves to say exactly. and so you can keep adding ingredients exactly. you can keep exciting them yeah. about the world and mm-hmm. about each other now you've given us some lovely things to put in the show notes the homeschoolshare.com and mm-hmm. kidsworldtravelguide.com would you tell us mm-hmm. about those resources
1: oh um uh, the homeschool share um i i don't know who the, the the maker of it but Wherever that is is wonderful because they have the templates for free of those um those little uh, booklets that you see in the lap book. Oh, so the manila folders are easy. You just get them from anywhere, like staples or whatever, and you yeah. can um use boxing tape to expand them to make them as big as you want. Mm-hmm. And then you can just print those off there and for and they have countries, but they have other topics too. They also have it for books. So like, uh, you know, uh, Blueberries for Sal, any of the traditional uh, read aloud books, there's going to be a lap book or something um, um, there on the website to kind of bring it alive, kind of make it more 3D for them, you know.
0: Yeah, and you know what yes. may, it sparks me is that for someone who's never made a lap book before, you could do some of their lap books, and then you might find yourself itching to create
1: your own. But it's oh, almost yes. like
0: the way you start with a recipe, and then you oh,
1: exactly
0: tweak it. I did that too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially sometimes you think of extra things that wasn't that somebody else didn't think of. Like, oh, I can. I, I there's more information about this topic that I want to make a lap book. You know for this topic or that topic definitely yeah, yeah. yeah and I
0: feel like the, you, the mother and father's interest too can feed in because that's oh, part yes. of our treasure that we give our yes. children is our own yes. perspective and experience yes
1: and you were asking me like oh do the children ever think of something they want to add and that just reminded me when we're doing the one with um Ukraine and Russia uh my son my 11 year old was was interested in um because here we have a lot of the eastern uh, in philadelphia area um little shops that have like imported goods and things and i brought that into my class too like little cookies or whatever and it will have the Mm. writing and they're like oh what is my son's like what is this Mm. writing he wanted to learn cyrillic that was not included in the lap book but we added that in we added that in and he That was his interest to copy the alphabet, the Cyrillic alphabet, you know. And then you can also learn about uh, the uh, St. Cyril with the monks who came up with the alphabet so they can have a written language.
0: Oh, my God. So how you just weave things together. Did your kids Mm -hmm. want to create their own alphabets? I could just see like certain kids I know (laughs) would have run with that. Oh, they made up
1: their own? (laughs) Right, right. Come up with their own language. Yes.
0: I'll be the next yeah. token. So tell us about Kids World Travel Guide. Is that just what it sounds like? Or is it a way of bringing yeah, kids just, to the world?
1: It's just a, um, a nice reference. It's hard sometimes to find reference, um, geography references for younger kids. It's easier if you're older, you know. Mm-hmm. But that one I felt was just very tangible and this little nuggets of information and, um, for uh, most of the countries in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I had no idea it was going to be so much fun. I actually <laughs> never did unit studies. I, I was more uh, out of the box in some ways, but also just pulling and learning from other moms mm-hmm. the whole way. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we're going to get Jay's final thoughts, but you can reach her at jaydun 18 at gmail.com. I'll have that mm-hmm. in the show notes, J-A-Y-D-U-N-N-E 18 at gmail.com. Jay, what would you like to leave us with? What's your kind of final thought on on this topic for us, just for today, even though we know it's a massive topic. <laughs>
1: okay. uh, my, final to- my final thought. My um, final thought. It's not so much just with uh, unit studies. It's just in uh, homeschooling in general. Um, don't worry so much about um, having a certain, meeting a certain exterior um, uh, expectation you know, sometimes we get caught up in that, like, oh, what should a 10-year-old know? Or what should a 16-year-old be doing? Um, it's not to say not to have any goals, but not to get bogged down. Um, it's okay to be interest-driven. It's okay to, uh, just because something is fun doesn't mean that it's not. I, I think sometimes in society, we've um, we feel that it. Oh, if you're enjoying it, then it must not be that worthwhile
0: mm-hmm. or not
1: be valuable. As if you know something has to be feel like real work or unenjoyable for it to be kind of like profitable. And that's not it. Just if they're enjoying it, doesn't mean that they're not learning. It's quite the opposite. Okay? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be drudgery. Like write this sentence 150 times or. It doesn't, it does not have to be um, learning can be enjoyable. And um, if something's enjoyable, it does mean that they are learning. Mm. That makes any sense it know. sure does yeah learning in, does not have to be judge yes. it doesn't have to be that's mm-hmm. right
0: they're gonna do enough mm-hmm. tough things they still have to help clean the mm-hmm. house and do all yes. the things yes. and <laughs> at some point to pass their sats yes. if they're college bound they're gonna have yes. to learn certain things but yes. you're right you're laying this foundation creating mm-hmm. an environment for learning that's that's much more joy filled and we want our children mm-hmm. to remember the joy of family mm-hmm. life and faith and to to give that freedom to be joyful, I feel like it's exactly. kind of, it's our secret sauce as homeschoolers. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even if they're older, I know I've been focusing on the younger kids. Like my high school work, when we read the play, I think it was Antigone. We, and you would think like, oh my goodness, that, that sounds just like terrible and boring, right? <laughs> because it's <laughs> Greek play, what? <laughs> no, we had so much fun um, taking turns reading different parts. And we also made, you know, like the Greek masks. They would, back in the ancient times, they'd wear masks during the play. We made our own. We find, if you Google these things, they will come up. Like, how to make a craft of a Greek mask. And we blew up a balloon and we did the plaster of Paris over the balloon to make it, to hold it, you know, because it's like a cast. And we did those things. We took a, you take a regular, you know, those cheap, um, um, clay pots you get in the spring to plant in the little cheap ones. Yeah, we take it and you practice um, the geometric Greek designs, and you can you can just you know doll that up so nicely, it looks Ooh. like Greek pottery. Nice. You do it with a sharpie in that, and you can seal yeah. it with a spray, and and then you this sticks with you. It sticks yes. with you. Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. They're yeah. having it's beautiful, as I said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, can you, it's amazing how creative you can get.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, Jay, it has been such a joy. would (laughs) love to have you come back again. Um, We're wrapping up uh, season four as of this episode and what a lovely way to step into summertime and all the possibilities. Mm -hmm. It makes me think about so much of the easy kind of freewheeling summer Mm -hmm. learning that is possible. Mm Um, with the change of weather and all of that, so oh, yes. thank you. This is yes. a great conversation. Planting
1: season, my favorite season, spring.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I can see. So- the there you go. Science and so yes. much. They can be sketching and all of that. The nature study. Yeah, oh, we yes. we love to launch out into the world with our kids, don't we? As homeschoolers, mm-hmm. we have that freedom. Mm-hmm all right definitely yeah well god bless you and your family for a great summer everybody have a wonderful break we'll be back in just a couple of months of course there's undoubtedly so many episodes to catch up on so do dip into our past episodes and we're looking forward jay to having you back again uh everybody thanks for listening we'll be back again very soon uh god bless you please pray for us we're praying for you too bye now